Now, today we are continuing on, and actually we're going to conclude our, our series on uphill habits. You guys take a look. in here are, we're pretty much the sum total of what we do over and over. Uh, we, we form habits, and then our habits form us. This is, this is a fact. We're, if you just think about it for a minute, you'll realize, oh, yeah, that's, that, that's true about me. I'm a, I'm a result of what I do over and over and over. Now, most people most people in this room have uphill hopes. I mean, we, we hope that 2019 is going to be the best year that we've ever had. We hope that this year our marriage is better than it's ever been before. We hope that our, our children are, are more blessed and do better in school and, and get more on the right track than they ever have before. We hope that our job is better and we make more money than we ever have before. We have a lot of hopes that are uphill and they're positive. And they're good. The, the thing is, though, a lot of us have downhill habits. Downhill habits. So our hopes are going up, but our habits are going down. And if you have habits that are going down, guess where you're going? You're a sum total of what you do over and over. So if your habits are going down, you're going down. Well, that's not what we want. We want to be going up. And so this in our series, Uphill Habits... We are, we're talking about habits that keep us going in the direction of our hopes and dreams. That's, that would be up. If you're in here today and you're hoping that you go downhill this year, we have a problem. Um, that, that, that's, that's not a normal thing. That you, something, something is way out of whack if you're hoping that your life, I just hope my life gets worse this year. Oh, this is the worst year I've ever had. No, that, we, you just don't do that. You're hoping that, that you're, everything in life goes up. Well, your habits are what is going to make or break you in those things. Everything worthwhile is uphill. Everything worthwhile in your life is uphill. It's going to take some work. Sometimes it means you have to change. Sometimes it's just a challenge. Uh, sometimes it hurts a little bit, and, and sometimes, you know, you get a little out of breath. I don't know if I can do this. Everything worthwhile is uphill. If you've ever, you know, traveled uphill, you realize it takes some work. It takes some determination. It, you have to be intentional to go uphill. Listen, you can roll downhill with zero effort. You can hit the bottom without trying at all. Gravity will make sure of that. But if you want to go up, you got to put something into it. Well, that's what we're talking about for this year, uphill habits. We have a, a theme scripture for the entire series, and here it is, Romans 12, 2. Fix your attention on God. Everything, uh, everything uphill, everything that we're aiming for, our uphill hopes, everything that's worth anything, the answer, let me say it this way, the answer to everything starts with God. Fix your attention on God. If we do that, 
You'll be changed from the inside out. That's a big hope, and that's a big dream, and that's actually a big, massively strong habit we can have if we put God first so that he changes us from the inside out. Readily recognize what he wants from you and quickly respond, respond to it. You got to do something about this uphill uh, journey that we have. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings out the best in you. He develops well-formed maturity in you. Uh, a completely different, upgraded life is uphill. Uh, becoming a person that is more mature means you have to go uphill. This year, at this time of year, of course, a lot of people have these uphill hopes and resolutions. Some, some people call them resolutions, uh, but those are, what are we at? We are at January 27th. Uh, most of them are dead. Most, op- mo- most of our New Year's resolutions are dead already. We, th- you've already rolled back downhill. But if you have some uphill habits, you can keep climbing. And you can keep going up. Very few people are going to do that. And I hope, we hope that all of us in here are part of the few that go uphill. I want to give you a quick review of the last few weeks, uh, of the last three weeks of this series. In the first one, we talked about adjusting what I do first. And that one is all about God. All about fixing our attention, putting God first in everything. What we spend first, what we calendar first, what we focus on first is all God. The answer to everything starts with God. Whatever you start with will set the tone and the direction of your day. It'll set the tone and direction of your week, of your month, of your year. Guaranteed, it will set the tone of where you're going. Now, the uphill habit number two was control my thoughts. Everything that you and I do starts with a thought. Even if, it's, even if it's reactionary and you're like, well, I just did that out of reaction. Well, the truth is, it had to, your brain had to send a message to your body to react. I mean, everything actually begins with a thought. So we've been, talking, we've been saying this, sow a thought and you reap an action. Makes sense. You think about it, then you do it. When you sow an action and you do it over and over, then you reap a habit. You reap a, a habit, something that becomes part of who you are and what you do. And then... Once you sow a habit and you're do, you keep doing this habit over and over, what you're, what you're building, what you reap from that is a lifestyle. If it's a lifestyle of going uphill, then you're on your way up. If it's a lifestyle of going downhill, then you're on your way down. And, and that even leads into this last one. Um, when, you, after you sow, when you sow a lifestyle, you reap a destiny, folks. A lot of times we talk about destiny. It's like, yeah, it's your destiny, and it's great, and it's how your destiny's at the top of the mountain, and you're made for this, and those are true, and those are great, and I love grabbing hold of that. But the truth is, if all of your habits are taking you downhill, then your destiny is at the bottom of the mountain where it floods, where things fall apart, where you're hurt and bruised and broken, and that's not the direction we want to go. We want our destiny to be uphill. The third habit we talked about was keeping our life aligned with our purpose. You and I have a purpose. God made you and made me with a blueprint in mind, with a purpose in mind. And if we'll, if we'll master the habit of aligning our purpose, keeping it, keeping going the right direction, keeping our, our, our focus on where God's taking us, then we'll make adjustments as necessary 
through, the, through this year and we'll look back and be like, I am so glad that I did that. Your life will be fuller. You'll be more rested. A lot of the troubles and aches and pains of life that you have will start to fade. Lastly, if you were here, you're, last week I talked about my ankle being out of a line and it messes with, you know, messes with my hip, with my back, blah, blah, blah. Well, but if the ankle is going right and everything is in line, my spine is in line, a lot of the other pains just kind of disappear. Not because I was super smart, it's just because I got it right from the start, in the beginning. Having your life aligned with your purpose is, is crucial. And each week we've done it, I'm going to do it again today. We have coming up, starting March 10th, it's a, a seminar entitled Free. And it's, it's five Sunday evenings. It's not a church service. It's a, we're going to get together and talk about our purpose, about being free to become who God made us to be. If you have in your life felt like you have been in prison and been trying to get out, this is absolutely something we want you to be here for. It, is, it has changed my life. I was just talking to someone last Sunday uh, how it's changed their life. And so um, please, please, please make those five Sundays, it's five Sundays in a row, make those what you're doing uh, starting March 10th. All right, all that being said, today we're going with our fourth and final habit, and here it is. Handle my relationships carefully. This is a habit. If you handle your relationships carefully, you will be going uphill in 2019, uphill, traveling uphill in a good way, not falling downhill. Now, let me just say this here. Um, some of these might be tough, okay? So we're going to lock the doors. Just kidding. Uh, but some of these might be a little bit hard for you to hear. But sometimes traveling uphill is, you know, a little painful. Oh, I got a little stitch in my side. I need to, I have to adjust. I have to take a breath. All right. Okay, let's, do, let's keep going. So that's a little bit of today. Handle my relationships carefully. A lot of who you are, a lot of where you are in life has to do with the relationships that you have in your life, whether they're good or whether they're bad. Your relationships will end up defining you. Remember, we said your habits end up defining you, and that's true. But the, the, as you, if you really, really think about it, this, this one here, number four, kind of either, either helps or takes away from the first three. Handling your relationships carefully. And we, you might have heard this before. Uh, show me your friends and I'll show you your future. It's true. Absolutely true. Uh, Proverbs 27, 19. A mirror reflects a man's face, but what he really is really like is shown by the kind of friends he chooses. The friends you have in your life and who you join up and bond with, that is a reflection of who you are. And Mike, we, let me just start out. Are your friends or are your close relationships, are they helping you? And taking you uphill, or are they dragging you downhill? Are you, you know, like running down the hill, with, rolling down the hill with other people, or are you going uphill with other people? And you might, if you're trying to process this, think of it this way. If you've got kids, you have children, there's most likely, most likely, at least one other child that 
one of your kid's friends or neighbor or somebody at school, something like that, that you have at the very least thought, most likely told your child, you will not hang out with that person. No, you cannot spend the night. No, you cannot go over there. No, they will not. Why is that? You already know the answers because you know that that child, who is a gift from God to their parents, that child will drag your child down, right? We know this is true, and let's just assume that that's none of your children. Um, That's why. Same thing happens for adults. Your friends will either help you travel up or they will drag you down. So who are you hanging out with? Who are you spending your time with? Are their hopes and dreams and are, are the things that you do to have fun and celebrate together, are they uphill or are they downhill stupid things? I, um, I heard, uh, we, were at, we went to the mall, uh, I don't know, Friday, I think, and we, I heard a lady talking. We just happened to be in a store and she was talking. I stayed out of the conversation. I just heard it because I was, you know, dying of a shopping, so I'm just standing over there in the corner. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so the, the, they're talking and this this girl, actually, she said something very good, but it helped. It made me think of this. She said, hey, I, I'm in school to be an EMT, and so, you know, what she does matters. And she says, I'm not going out. I'm not going out tonight uh, because then I might get, you know, a DWI. I'm like, hmm, well, good for her that she's like, nope, I, can, I, don't, I can't afford that. I've, I've got direction in my life. So that was good. But then my thought went to, well, who are your friends? That if you're going out with them and you have to worry that, they, that you might get a DWI because of who you're hanging out with, you, you know, hmm. I'm just saying, you might need different friends. Just a thought. Who, who are you hanging out with? What are they dragging you to do? Choose your friends carefully. So handle your relationships carefully. Here we go. Here's, we're going to hit you with the hardest one to start with, okay? Here's the hard, even though that was kind of hard, just get ready. The first thing is this, sever any harmful relationships. Here's how you kind of get rolling with this habit. Sever harmful relationships. Now, if you're sitting there thinking, yes, I finally get to get rid of my husband. No. <laughs> if you, you know, relationship, if, you know, husband and wife and your children that live at your house, That's a whole different message. It's a whole different counseling session. It's a whole kind of a different ball game, okay? So, well, she didn't, she burnt the dinner. I get rid of this harmful, no, 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 no. That, those are relationships you need to nurture and make work right. But, so other than those, sever harmful relationships. Listen to this, Proverbs 13, 20. There's a lot of good stuff we're getting out of the Bible today. He who walks with the wise grows wise. But a companion of fools suffers harm. I don't know how many times I've told my children, look, I, I don't want you to hang out with them because they're going to get you in trouble. You're going to suffer harm because of them. Uh, our, our oldest is in, um, well, he made it through Air Force boot camp. Now he's in another, another piece of it. And we told him before he left, look, I know you're going here to do this, and you know, that's fine, but you can't get wrapped up in anything. If you're around fools, it's going to cost you. And he was smart, and he, he wasn't. But um, God is, knew what he was talking about. Sever 
harmful relationships. Um, relationships that you've allowed in your, life, in your life that are not good for you by God's standards. Okay, we're going to get it a little bit harder. Are you okay with it? Yeah, uh, you know, we're starting off with the funny stuff, so maybe y'all can like me all the way through the message. If you don't, that's okay. Uh, I'll, I'll be here next time anyway. There are relationships that some people, a lot of us actually, allow in our lives that are harmful according to God's standards. So listen carefully. Uh, we'll start with this one, which I think everybody would agree with. Having an affair, a, 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 a relationship that is an affair relationship, uh, that's harmful. And it needs to stop. That's a relationship you need to cut. And like today, go ahead and text them right now. It's over. That's a relationship that will drag you downhill. Now, I say, well, we'll I'll get to it in a sec. Uh, there's, all, there's physical affairs. We know this. There's also emotional affairs that sometimes you wink at. Well, you know, I'm just, you know, I just flirt a little bit. Oh, no. Oh, no. You need to quit that. You need to cut that off. Because actions start with your thoughts. Guess where those take you? I mean, you know, it, it's got to stop. Sever harmful relationships. I'm not saying hate people. I'm not saying be mean to people. I'm not saying the person is, the people are all like horrible, bad, nasty, horrible, awful people. But if the relationship you're having with someone is uh, harmful according to God's standards, it's got to go. People that drag you away from God. If you have a relationship, just friend or, 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 or even more than friend, if it's a relationship that drags you away from God, it's got to stop. We'll give you this one. It's got to change or stop. But stop has to be the, the you know, it stops here. If someone is always asking you to sin against God for them or with them, then that relationship needs to end. I'm not saying if it happened one time, hey, let's go do this. Let's go rob a bank together. And you're like, no, wait, that's probably not a good idea. And, well, you, you can still be friends with them unless every week they want you to go rob a bank. It's over. We, we got to go. See, y'all laugh because that one, yeah, we get it. You know, I understand that. But what about the thing that they're asking you to do that you like? And you're doing it, and it's okay. I mean, you know, God hasn't struck you dead yet. If somebody is always asking you to sin against God for them or with them, that relationship needs to change or end. This is an uphill habit. They will drag you down. Do whatever you need, whatever you have to do to break that off. It's going to get a little bit harder. What that means is move out from your live-in boyfriend or girlfriend. In our society today, that's a very accepted, common thing. And, you know, there are, it, we're, I'm not saying that whoever that other person is, that they're bad, horrible, awful people. But the relationship and the way your relationship is going is going to drag you down. It's going against God's standards. 
you need to walk away from any uh, sinful sexual sinful sexual relationships. They need to change. Now, if you're like, okay, hold on, wait a minute, what exactly are you talking about? Well, what about my situation? Um, well, move out. Make it right. Get back together after you've made it right. But to stick in it and to stay in it is to say, God, uh, this person is asking me to sin against you and I'm going to do it and I don't really care what you say. That's going to drag you downhill. And I, I don't want to see you go there. I'd rather see you go uphill. We, we, talked, about, we talked about this type of thing, this um, sexual purity. We talked about this a couple times really heavily here at Ignite in, in the past, and here's where you can find one, the, like the one we spent the most time on. It is in the series entitled Q&A of 2016. It's on the website, and it's number three. Number three, Q&A 2016. If we talked about sinful relationships like sex outside of marriage or homosexuality. We talked about both of them and, and stuff like that. It's all there. All right, so sinful relationships like these, they got to stop or they're going to drag you downhill. Tell your friend, your friend, I'm not going downhill anymore. What, this is everybody. This is just friendships. This is you know intimate relationships you shouldn't have, whatever. All of them combined. I care about you. I, I, I've liked being your friend, or I, I love you, but... I can't go downhill anymore. I'm going to go uphill. And so we either change together or I'm leaving you here and I'm going up. This is a huge part of considering my relationships carefully, severing harmful relationships. Second one, restore my broken relationships. This one can be tough too. Um, let me say this. Here's what God feels about this. Romans 12, 17 and 18. Do not repay anyone evil for evil. Because be careful to do what is right in the eyes of everyone. If it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. So everybody in here has relationships. We're talking about relationships that should be in our lives, that would be good for our lives, but they're broken for whatever reason. Maybe your fault, maybe their fault, I don't know but they're broken. And if it's a relationship that would be healthy for you and taking you uphill and, and, and being good by God's standards, then you should at the very least try to mend or put that relationship, restore it back together. Now, folks, some relationships are broken and they need to stay broken. Okay, that... That we understand that. I understand that. It's true. Some are broken and you want to fix them, but the other person's like, no, I don't want to have anything to do with you. And you know, they won't change. They're toxic, they're hurtful, they're harmful. Okay. You love them, you do what you can, but you don't have to put yourself in a horrible spot and, and all of that. Um, but if it's possible and it would be healthy for your relationship. If it would be healthy for your life and take you uphill with God, there's some severed relationship maybe you should work on putting back together. There's more than this, but the ones that come to mind are like maybe your, your kids or your parents or 
you know, really close friends or your siblings. You know, those, those seem to be really important relationships because we need each other. And if, if it wouldn't be harmful, then putting it back together would be a good thing if, if they will. If they won't, it's okay. Just you, you can keep going. Colossians 3.13, I'm going to read you the end of it. Forgive as the Lord forgave you. In putting relationships back together, the, you know, forgiveness a lot of times have to happen because somebody was wrong. Maybe you were both, most likely you were both wrong, but you know, maybe it was all them. Well, to forgive and, and move forward is, is a good thing. In 2019, we should make sure we do our best to restore important relationships that we've lost. If the other party won't, or they have become, or they remain toxic and hurtful, well, then you can leave them there and keep going up the mountain. The next one, or the third, the last one for this is nurture my important relationships. If you want your uphill hopes of a better marriage, better job, better kids, better life, you're going to have to nurture important relationships. Relationships are alive. They're an, they're an organism that's breathing and moving, and if you don't, you've heard this before, I'm sure, what you feed grows and what you starve dies. If you feed something, it'll grow, whether it's you know, good or bad. If you feed it, it'll grow, but if you starve it, it'll die. Well, if it's a, a relationship that needs to be in your life, if you feed it, it'll grow. Um, I've got what I, who I think is the best wife in the world, but if I don't feed that relationship, it will die. Well, I don't want that to happen, so I need to feed that relationship. I think a lot of times parents with kids, parents and their kids, um, you know, your kid does something wrong, especially as they get older, but even when they're younger, they do something wrong. What, what do you want to do? You, you want to tell them they're wrong and shove them away, like, get out of my side, I can't talk to you. Uh, you're lucky I don't strangle you right now. I don't know if you're going to make, you know, eight. You've made it to seven, but I don't know. I don't know if you're going to make eight. Well, what, here's what I've kind of think I'm starting to discover is that is when my, our kids, they, you know, kind of veer off course. Yes, you know, we need to correct them. Yes, we do all that. But also, I might need to grab hold of them and pull them closer and say, hey, we need to have a tighter relationship. Not, not that I control you, but just we, I need to nurture my relationship with you. Maybe I've let it start dying and they start drifting. It's possible. What you free, feed grows, what you starve dies. If it's your spouse and that relation, are you feeding it or are you starving it? With your kids, are you feeding or starving that relationship? Your friends, these close friends, your, your family, are you feeding relationships or are you starving them? 1 Peter 4, 7 and 8. Be clear-minded and self-controlled so that you can pray. Above all, love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. Nurture relationships. And remember, people aren't perfect. They're going to mess up, but you can love them and nurture that relationship. We want to find out what other people need, and we are in our these relationships and love them and, and nurture them and love them in the way that they understand. This is an important part of considering your relationships carefully. Here's how you master these habits. We're going to give you three things. 
the habit of handling and, and considering relationships carefully. This will, these will help you facilitate it. The first one is this, develop my relationship with godly friends. One of the best places and one of the best things to do in considering relationships is I need to make sure that I'm, I have friends that are going uphill. Godly friends that are, are, are doing, they're not perfect, but they're doing everything they can to follow God, and so they're traveling uphill. Make friends with these people. They're not all weird. Some of them might be, but they're not all weird. I mean, you, know, you can at least find somebody that's at least at your level of weird, and y'all can go together uphill. Find godly friends. The best place to do that, where do you think that might be? Church would be a good place to start. You can be friends with people from other churches. That is, that's more than okay. That's amazing. But also start here. There's, there are people you can be friends with. You know, in the, when, when the church, as we know it, started, here's what they did. They went to church. Let's say they went to church on Sunday. Then they hung out during the rest of the week. Ephesians 2.19, you're a member of God's very own family, and you belong in God's household with every other Christian. Acts 2.44, all believers met together constantly and shared everything with each other. They shared their stuff together throughout the week, and they shared their real selves with each other. They made friends. They hung out. One of the best ways to nurture a relationship is, you know, you got to be around each other. You and I will do better when we belong. Life will be more fulfilling when we do it with friends. Um, we have Ignite groups here. On the app or the website, join the community, Ignite groups. There's some. Find you one to try. And like, I don't really, you know, I know those people, and, you know, they're not on my level of weird. Well, then let's start another group. Let, let's start another one. Let, let's, let's start to make these groups of friends that are following God going uphill together. There, there's, nothing, there's nothing like it. The next one, number two, develop my relationship with a team. Here's how you can help begin to consider relationships carefully. Make sure your friend, you know, do the first things we talked about, severing and nurturing and uh, what was the other one? Help me out. Have y'all restore, nurture, and sever. There we go. Don't tell Ed I had to look back. Develop my relationship with the team. Get on a team and work together. One of the best ways to get to know somebody and make friends is you, you work together. Who's working together here at Ignite Church? Well, the superstars of Ignite Church are. Superstars of this church are certainly not me and Ed. It's the, the people that parked you out there in the parking lot this morning. It's the people that are watching your children right now. It's the people that help you check in your kids when you get here and get you where you need to go. It's the people that are serving you coffee uh, as you walk through the cafe. It's the people that are pray for you when the, the service is over. They're the ones that are making sure the right stuff is on the screen are the ones playing the instruments and, and the ones that are singing. The ones that are helping in the youth are the ones that you don't ever see uh, or you don't even know that you've seen them because they're the ones doing stuff here at the building, making sure that light doesn't keep cutting off and on anymore and you know, replacing this and doing that. These are all people that are working on a team together. They're building healthy relationships. They're considering their relationships carefully. The third one is this. Develop, oh, by the way, that's called the crew, if I said that. Website or the app, 
Join the community, Ignite Crew. Go there, you'll find a list. Get involved in something. It's okay to be an attender. If you're an attender here today, thank you so much for being here. And our hope is that at some point, you can be an attender the rest of your life, and, and, and we want you to be here, but we hope that at some point you go from attender to being involved and being part of things because it's what's best for you. Third thing, develop my relationship with God. We are starting next week a series we've been writing and working on, which is entitled Reset. It begins next week. Yes, that is Super Bowl Sunday. It's going to start there. So we're going to focus on God first and then whoever you want to win Super Bowl later. Develop my relationship with God is number three. Here's our theme scripture for the new series starting next week, Mark 12, verse 30. You are to love God with every passion of your heart, with all the energy of your being, with every thought that is within you, and with all your strength. This is the great and supreme commandment. Like the top number one thing, this, most of this series is about that. Then there'll be one that's about the second part of that, which is loving people. Um, like the top, the most important commandment in the entire Bible is right here, Mark 12, 30. Next week, we're starting a whole series on this one point of developing a relationship with God. Have you ever imagined what it would be like if you were all in with God just for one week? If you started today and you focus on God first, you nurture your relationship as best you know how. You don't even have, there's not, you don't even have to know how or know the whole Bible, just as best you know how. Nurture your relationship with God starting today through the rest of the week. Do you think your life would be better or worse by next Sunday? In case you didn't know, it'd be better. It would be better. Hands down, guarantee, I promise. Doesn't mean everything would be perfect. Doesn't mean you, you don't suffer pain because going uphill, that hurts them thighs. Well, they get worn out. You get winded and you need some water. But I promise life would be better. Putting God first, developing that relationship with God is a huge key to considering your relationships, relationships that define you. Relation, whoever your friends are, whoever you're hanging out with, that's a picture of your future. I would like God in that circle. I want him to be part of my future. Now, thinking about considering your relationships carefully, um, you are the sum total of your relationships. So if we do these things, your relationships and who you are will be stronger. If you do the things we're talking about, uh, you're, because your relationships end up defining you, you're going to be defined by health and strength and, and, and going uphill. I would like to be defined by that, not, oh, man, they're, they're always going downhill. They always have a problem. They're always sick. They're always moping, and they're always depressed, and they're always, oh, I don't, that's going downhill. I want to go uphill. And a lot of it has to do with your relationships. I said it. I'll say it again. Show me your friends, and I'll show you your future. Folks, your future can be bright, not bleak, if you will consider, carefully consider your relationships and the things we've been talking about. If you take today's message and the message of the last three weeks and you apply them to your 2019 starting today, start them each day and, and, and just say, I'm going to apply these today, then I'm going to apply them tomorrow, you're going to create those habits and you're going to end up creating that lifestyle of going uphill and then you're going to reach your destiny at the top and it's better than anything you've ever imagined. You can have that. You can have uphill habits 
to reach your uphill hopes. Now, I am so glad that you came today. God loves you. We love you. Wherever you're at, wherever you fall, and any of the things that we said today ah, that kind of mm, stung a little bit, know that it's all because we care about you, and we want to help you get uphill. If you need help with any of that, we want to help. We want to help. Now, I want to remind you of a couple things on your way out. If you need prayer, we have some of those amazing crew people ready to pray for you as we head out today. Uh, on your way out, remember to stop by and by the, go online or the app or stop by the box and give before you leave today. Um, you guys stand up with, with me. I want to pray for you. Lord, we thank you for each and every person in here today. God, we all have uphill hopes. And today with uh, the relationship that we were talking about and all the different uh, pieces and facets that we spoke of, I pray that you show us our relationships that you help us to get a clear, your clear vision of where we are, what we're doing. God, I pray that you help us to sever the relationships we need to sever. Help us to put back together the relationships that, that we need to put back together. And God, help us to, God, help us to like really increase our relationship with you. Everything about these relationships, help us to do them well. Help us to nurture the ones that are so important. I pray for your wisdom and all of us in dealing with all of these things. Thank you that you love us. Thank you that you can help us get things right where they might be out of whack in our life. Bring us back next week ready to hear the things that you're saying to our heart. In Jesus' name, amen.